0: Oh, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wagner. I am so excited to go on a deep dive conversation with a tremendously talented working actor that has been in so many television shows that you may be familiar with, such as Super Pumped, NCIS LA, American Crime Story, Lucifer, Bosch, LA's Finest, those are just recent, but she's had 17 titles since 2020, one project in development, five films in production. Kristen, Carrie, how are you? Hi,
1: Amber. How are you? Good.
0: I didn't know where to stop there because I could have just kept going on all that you've had going on. It's
1: amazing. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah, I feel very fortunate, you know, as a, a woman of a certain age, you yeah. know you don't know and i'm I'm super grateful and super happy to be uh working and meeting amazing people that's tremendous
0: and you know not only are you a working actor but you do charity work as well which i love and we will get into toward the end of the interview but you're you know everything that you do is so vast and and you know i met you in block island uh, yes. at the Block Island Film Festival. So I'm also excited to learn more about how you got involved in that. But before we get to all that exciting stuff, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how you started your acting journey.
1: Uh, well, it I always say that it kind of found me, meaning I was dancing and singing on tables in nursery school. It kind of started there. And my my parents were like, she's either going to be a stripper or an actor." <laughs> <laughs> so um thank goodness I, I I nothing against uh the ladies at dance because I I'm, I'm not a great dancer so I admire right? their, um, their flexibility and to work a pole is quite hard as I've tried in some of those classes but um yeah so I it just was I think I was born with it, mm-hmm. it you know it's something that It chose me. It's deep in my soul in every part of me. I would never want to do anything else. I love it so much. I grow deeper in love uh, year by year, job by job. And um, I'm so happy to be able to get to do this, this career.
0: Yeah, and how did you end up going from, because I read on your IMDb that you're from Santa Rosa. I'm from Sacramento, so we're both NorCal girls. Yeah. How did you end up at USC, and did you get your BFA in theater, or did you study something different?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I grew up in a small town up there. Now it's quite large, Santa Rosa, because of Silicon Valley and the wine business. But it was sure. small, when, small when I was there, and just really a nice, idyllic place to grow up. Rode my bike everywhere. And uh, I just did community theater, you know, things like that. My parents said, no, 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 you're getting an education. And when you are graduated, you can do what you want, you know, for your career, but mm-hmm. you're going to go to school and focus. So I did community theater, high school theater, nothing professional. And and then decided, okay, let's see where I want to go to college. I want to study acting. I got into many schools and I chose USC, I think, because Southern California uh, one, uh, close to the industry. And I thought, wow, I think I could learn a lot here. And this is where I was probably going to live or New York. So mm-hmm. I I auditioned. It was quite frightening uh, to audition. And I got into a, a program that only takes 18 people out of the world. So wow. it was. I was like, Whoa, okay. They saw something cause I didn't even, you know, necessarily see it myself, but they saw something and it was one of the best four years uh, of my life. It was very specific and you that's, that was your focus for four years. Yeah. Um, so that was incredible. But again, I'm sure you heard this from other actors. A lot of these, BFA programs don't prep you for the actual business of acting, right? Yep, yep. So, uh, I think they're doing it more now. I kind of go back. I go back and do a lot of fun USC stuff as an alum. They have wonderful productions of television shows now. They run it like a real show. Just really nice. Neat stuff. Yeah, it's a really cool program. And uh, so I said, guys, use the drama department. You have actors, literally, uh, you know, on campus. You know. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing that I I always love to talk to young actors, and I just want to give them what I didn't have. I didn't have a roadmap, you know. I didn't have really any. I just kind of had to figure it out. We had to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. In the the nineties, early nineties, with no cell phones, and uh, you had to go get your sides at the office the night before. So. Yeah. So that, that was, that was a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I think the real thing actually started when I booked my first job, my professional job. And then from then on, that's the real, I feel learning ground. That's where you really, you get so many amazing tips and you learn so much being on set. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. That hands-on experience. There's, yes. there's nothing like it. You can learn from the textbooks and doing it in a, you know, in a safe environment, and then you get on the set, and it's like, oh, I see.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, literally, my first job. It was like about six months out of college. My first television job was opposite Dick Van Dyke, what? Diane Cannon, and Pernell Roberts, and me. And I'm wow. like, holy good God. And I had <laughs> never been on a set and I had the first line and I remember everything starts happening. All the sound, you know, I don't know what I didn't know because I had never experienced it. And I started speaking before they said action because I, I didn't know when to start.
0: Yeah. And
1: Dick Van Dyke was such a sweetie. And I love this man so much. He goes, sweetie, just wait for action. That's all you got to do. And he oh, was so kind. Yeah. And I was so lucky to be able to have that as my first uh, person to be opposite. He's so full of life and joy. And it, you know, even at that, point in his career. I'm like, that's how I want to be.
0: Yes. And isn't it so nice to be able to give that back? Because as you get on sets, you see when you get like the greener people that come on and just, they've got the deer in headlights and just to have one person say, you're going to do fine. Or if you flip a line say, let's start again, you know, and just be that voice of comfort because we all have those moments, right?
1: Yes, we do. Yeah. (laughs) What
0: do you think has has surprised you the most about this business and your career?
1: Um, I love the people that continue to bring me back and work with. Yeah. I, you know, I just finished my third project with Peter Fairley, a, fil- a film that's going to be coming out in the fall. It's a wonderful movie Russell Crowe, Bill Murray, uh, Zach Efron. It's a true story called The Greatest Beer Run Ever about Vietnam. And yeah. I, it's, you know, it's a period piece and, and I get to do an accent, a dialect accent. And it was just one of those things. So you feel good when the people, the same people want to work with you again. And yes. uh, I think that's a nice surprise. Another nice surprise is really, I swear, the bigger the star, the nicer they are. It mm. rhymes. I didn't mean it to rhyme, but it does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But seriously, I have—I don't have any bad stories. I mean, yeah. people go, "Come on, Kristen." I go, "I'm dead serious." Yeah. and I—I I just really don't. I don't know if I've been lucky, protected. Who knows? But maybe it's what I give out. I try to give love to everyone and and respect. Um, but I'm really lucky. I've seen bad behavior. Sure, but I've never—I've never had it at me attacked or any uh, person. Uh, me, and it's fine. And, and it happens. And people have bad days. Mm-hmm. I, I I clearly have bad days, but I just try to remember, you know, how lucky we are, how many yeah. actors audition for the role that I am doing today. Yeah. So for, for you to have a, a crappy attitude that you're getting up at 5am, it's not acceptable. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, so. I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. And how did that uh, original relationship begin to circle back to you know, working with the Farley brothers, you yeah. know, you did hall pass was the first project. Is that correct? No,
1: it wasn't actually. So I did, I auditioned for this commercial. Okay. It was a, it was a sprint commercial being directed by the Uh huh. And I remember going in and we had to, I was playing a studio head, a studio executive, very funny spot. And, um, They said, go out of the room and we want you to create a beatbox, like to beatbox and create a rap. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I don't know. I swear to God. I don't know what came over me. I went out there. I created something. I walked back in and I literally it was outer body because I I just, you know, me doing beatbox is already ridiculous. I love it. But then the rap and I just saw the camera guy who ends up becoming, you know, it's Thomas Sullivan who casts now with Rick Montgomery, all the stuff. And he's a wonderful human. He was laughing so hard behind the camera. And I think Peter and Bobby were just like, oh my God, wow. That's Uh, (laughs) on (laughs) TV. And, and the relationship started. And I just remember, this is what was so delicious is we're on set and he, And Pete's like, hey, man, I want you to come back and meet my brother because Bobby was in the trailer. The Red Sox were playing. I'm a Red Sox fan. And they were in the uh, playoffs. And they just were so invested in getting to know who I was. Yeah. And that is the gift that Peter Fairley has and Bobby. They are curious and they love people. And they want to know everything about you. And it's like you feel seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is. I'm just... They're incredible. They were at my wedding. Uh, Peter was at my wedding. Bobby couldn't be there. But, you know, so things like that. And the cast from Hall Passes stayed fairly close. And, you know, it was one of those experiences that it it, it's such, it warms my heart. Yeah. Oh, that's so, wonderful.
0: And you had mentioned in, in this new project that you're doing with them that you got to uh, examine a different dialect, which is so exciting as an actor. Was that yeah. uh, one that you had in your back pocket or do you as yeah. an actor get coaching for something like that?
1: Yeah, I got coaching. It was not in my back pocket. It was Inwood, New York. So it was a little Bronx, a little New York and it's uh-huh. 60s, late 60s. So I had I, this wonderful dialect coach, Gabby Santinelli, uh, a, a rock star walked me through it, and I just felt so good on set. And, you know, I did it for the, when I first auditioned for it, it was three scenes, a lot of work. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't, uh, the, it had to go through all the studio things and stuff. And I remember, I felt so good about it, but, you know, you forget about it. And it's a big movie, big part. And I'm like, you know what, you did great, let it go. And I remember on July 3rd, it was a Friday night, I believe, or Saturday night this past summer, Peter texts me and said, you killed it, studio loves you, congratulations, you got it, I'll see you in November. (laughs) Wow. And I'm just like, you just sit there, and you're like, okay, thank you, Uh, you know, so, yes, just those little celebrations, you know, uh, it's so rare, you know, every time I book a job, I feel it's just, I'm like, Thank you. A little happy. Yes. Day, you
0: know? So, yeah, it's so wonderful and you know, it's it's so crazy how there can be it can be an immediate thing where you audition and then 2 days later yeah. they're like, "Okay, you got it." And then there can be like months and you oh, yeah. all of a sudden you get a call. Like you just never know when the booking's going to happen and what's going on behind the scenes.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing.
0: And yeah. so with um with you know, I, I, when I was looking at your IMDb page and I mentioned at the beginning, you know, since 2020, 17 titles like you have been working, girl, and you've not like you've had a, a lengthy career that has been steady. There hasn't been a period of time where you your work has dropped. But do you feel like you've got this momentum going now more so than ever?
1: Yeah. And there's some stuff coming that's not, you know, things aren't even listed yet. Yes. on IMDb. So it's funny. I just did ADR for something. And and it's like, OK, that it's just. Yeah. I feel, I always felt like an old soul and I always felt like I would work later in life and things just because I remember in my twenties, you know, auditioning with stuff, Jennifer Aniston, like uh, for the movie Leprechaun, things like that. And I just didn't quite fit. And Mm -hmm. I I just have a, a deeper voice. I have a different energy. Um, and I had a feeling they didn't quite know what to do with me in my Mm twenties and I was blonde. So the second I switched, I got a film playing an Irish singer and I cut my hair and went reddish brown and everything kind of kind of clicked mm-hmm. in a way that, OK, you're not a blonde. I, I love being a blonde. It was fun. But this feels more like you. And it felt really comfortable for me, you know, and I've kind of just stayed in that vein of brown, red, you know, I some people are like, God, change it up already. And I'm like, it, it I'm- works for you. <laughs> <laughs> like you, gorgeous girl, cutting your hair. I love <laughs> your hair. I Thank love you. it. You're <laughs> so beautiful. My God, I love it. So anyway, but yeah, it, hair is a thing for women. I mean, you know.
0: It is. Uh, And and people know you like when you look at, you know, the photographs that you have have published there, you have a certain and I hate that word brand, but there is a certain type when they want that they know exactly who to go to like this is, you know, who you have put out in the world and it works like it works, works, works. So I love to talk about process when you, you know, mentioned how this last audition, you got three different scenes and it was a lot of work. What does that look like to you? Do you approach um, material when you get an audition pretty much the same way each time? Or do you have different processes that you use depending on what kind of material it is? Walk us through your process when you get an audition.
1: Yeah, I think it's different for everything. Like this came up and it was a fast turnaround. And so I had to get a dialect and I had to get three pretty meaty scenes done in a 24 hour period. Wow. So for me, I'm going on pure instinct. Mm -hmm. Now, do I read? Yes. I read the script. I tried to read a bunch about uh, the book because there's a book. I did the best I could. But at some point I said, Kristen, you got to kind of let that go. You've read it. And now you have to really kind of focus on we have three scenes here. Yeah, You want to show something different in each scene. They want to see something, a quality, because they're all different, right? Yeah. And that's how I I kind of approached it. But again, I had such a short turnaround. I can't tell you. It took a village. I remember my friend Stephanie was over who works a ton. She was over helping. My husband was there. And our friend Tony, we were all in the living room doing this self-tape. And it was because we were so excited. Everyone's so excited for me. And I love sure. having that report. And they wanted me to do the absolute best I could do, you know. And then yeah. there was the, war, the wardrobe changes. And then having the wardrobe reflect the 1960s. This is a mother of five. She loses her son in Vietnam. Oh, but she's in yeah. denial about it. And then, yeah. but, there, you know, women were different in that time period. They love, you know, the, war was a respectable Uh, meaning there was so much respect for our soldiers. Sure. I'm not not saying there isn't now, but I think a little less and a little more judgment on our soldiers. But back then to have your husband coming out of World War II and your son going to Vietnam, it was pride, a lot of pride. Yeah. Um, So, the you, you know you look at the scene you look at who you're talking to you dev, try to develop that relationship immediately. It's my son. It's my son's best friend. It's my husband. I'm so proud of him. It's you know, um, and you that I then I go from there. If do I have to substitute or can I find that love right there with who I'm reading with, whether it be my husband or one of my really good friends? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a mother. So it's then going into that part of me that's like, okay, I have a lot of God kids and nieces. And mm-hmm. So the love for them, wanting the best for them. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say method because I, I think it has a weird connotation around it. Sometimes people judge it. I cannot be anything but authentic and present in what I'm doing and whatever mm-hmm. that means to me and however that comes out. I don't pre-plan you know i'm not, i'm not going to cry on that word no mm-hmm. no no for me i try to keep myself open and and willing to play with that other person and it's a back and forth and whatever comes up organically i go with it
0: yeah yeah, that's amazing. And it is, it is that whole instinctual thing of like, whatever feelings start to percolate in your body, like roll yes. with it, like allow that, that, that floodgate to open. If it opens and a floodgate might not be a whole bunch of tears, but it might be a whole bunch of emotion.
1: Yeah, you know, it's
0: just loving. I, I love that, um, that unpredictability of what our bodies are capable of.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's certain words that get me, there's certain things yes. that the other actor will say, and it's a trigger for me. And, you know, I try to create um, memories and the whole story about this woman, you know, I want to know, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I have to make it up because I really don't know much about her, but when I got to set, I got to meet her, one of her sons, who's wow. like 70. So wow. she was abroad, man. She was great at 90 eating chicken Parmesan and scotch. I mean, So to be able to hear this, and she was a Broadway usher and she raised five kids. It was so amazing to, I mean, this was, I could, couldn't use it for the audition, obviously, because I met him on set, but just to know that. And, and he said to me, her son said, you have a, you look a lot like her, you have her same qualities, your hair. It was spectacular. Wow. Wow. Well, congratulations. And when did you say that's slated to uh, come out? I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's probably fall. I, I know there's test screenings happening right now. I've been getting texts from people saying they've seen it and they love it, this, that, and the other thing. So I don't know. Um, I think it's a theatrical as well as Apple. Nice. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it, but as you know, things change. Yep. Test screenings change. I hope all my stuff stays in, but you know what, it, whatever's best for the movie as a yep. whole, you know, and, yeah. uh, Peter knows what he's doing, Oscar Winner, Green Book. So I'm I'm not too worried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all going to
0: end up where it's supposed to. Like you exactly. had I always say I got to have the experience of it and that was wonderful. And whatever the audience gets to see is for them to see, but like you got to experience the the yeah. journey, you know, yes. and, and that you and, never
1: forget. Yeah, and shooting in Jersey and being on the East Coast and my husband's from Jersey. He's also in the film. He plays actually my husband, which is awesome.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Is this the first time you two have played husband and wife?
1: Oh, gosh, no. That's how we okay. met. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think it might be the third or fourth time we've played husband and wife. So it was a treat. You know, um, we're so different. Uh, we get such different roles. Uh, so it's fun to be able to play husband and wife together and um, he's such a wonderful actor and he was in green Book, So, you know, so Peter's a fan of his as well. So it was, it was just fun all around the gang. The gang was all back together.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. And, you know, in in this industry, as you know, there's so much travel that happens a lot of times with productions because they don't always shoot in your hometown. In fact, you're very lucky if they do. And so to have an actor husband is so wonderful, especially if you get to act together, because then you're right. going to go on the journey together. That's just tremendous.
1: Exactly. So that was that's fun.
0: great. So I want to talk about the Block Island Film Festival, which is where mm-hmm. you and I met. How did you get involved with that? Um, with that to begin with? And because you were just a lovely moderator and I mean, the amount of films that you had to watch for that, is that something <laughs> you do for other film festivals or is that the only festival that you are a part of? Cause
1: that was fun. Yeah. I'm on the board and I guess technically maybe one of the founding members. <laughs> it's a, it, my ex is one of the, uh, guys that created it Cassius. Okay. So, yeah. So he brought me on board with Henry and Kim, um, to do that, so I've been doing that with Henry moderating. Um, I wasn't able to do it last year because I was working that week. I was shooting something, so it was absolutely impossible. But we're looking forward to this year. And you know, it was it was such a your film was so incredible, and it was wonderful meeting you and Becca and uh, obviously Kim and you guys are just that film. It's a powerhouse film and Thank you. Uh, underdog. I mean, just truly. I, I enjoyed it so much. And it was such an honor to have it at our festival. And we just try to, you know, we're opening it up to young filmmakers. We have a student section, um, environmental section for documentaries, which has been very cool spotlighting, you know, ocean preservation,
0: yeah. animal
1: preservation uh, and things like that. And just getting people to the island, which you saw is so beautiful and fun. I had never been to Block
0: Island. I had never heard of Block Island. Oh, and yeah. I showed up to Block Island and said, where have you been my whole life?
1: <laughs> right? There's nothing. There's no chain restaurants. There's no, I don't know if you remember that little gelato place under the hotel. Yeah. And, you know, and that little sandwich shop around the corner. And it was just so delightful. I don't think it's changed And a hundred years, you know. Um and it's the incredible. People, yeah. So we're we're we've changed, I believe. Um I Cash will have to confirm that, but usually we're in June. We might be pushing it to September. Again, COVID has put a real damper, Yes. Yes. Uh, but we still did it online. So yeah. um I'm not quite sure the whole thing, but y'all check it out, submit. Yeah, um, my goodness, we love to spotlight a whole range of films and, and writers as well. So, um, yeah. so That's, that's uh, wonderful. And speaking yeah. of Kim
0: Estes, you and he had the opportunity to work on Leo and Grace, which looks like a tremendous film. And um, how did that film come
1: together? That uh, Gabriel uh, Savo is who directed Dennis and I on the first project where we met on. Okay. And he's just a filmmaker that we have loved. And he, he just approached me and let me read the script and said, do you have anyone? And I, oh my God, I said, Kim, I mean, yes. I couldn't even really get it out fast enough. Yes. And so we had to shoot it down in Shreveport. That's part of the Shreveport film prize. Okay. Um, and so you have to shoot it in Shreveport. Which we did, which was amazing, and you know what? I think gave he either won second. We should have look. Everyone said we should have won. It's a little political, but that's yeah. okay. The gentleman that won deserved it as well. It all the films were wonderful, um, but it was a special, a special film, and and just you know, it's like a run and gun. We yeah. were down there, I think, for three days, four days. Wow! And boom, boom, boom. Yep. great locations. Great local talent um, from Shreveport. And then we went back, and it was right before the pandemic, because it was 2019, yep. uh, and we're down at the festival in October in Shreveport, which is awesome. The place shuts down. Wow. And, and it is so much fun, and and have formed uh, lifelong friendships from there as well. So that was Kim and I's. We did another show where we met, and uh, he's just, you know, he's a love bug.
0: Yep, and, he's uh, he's a wonderful man.
1: Yeah, so I feel honored every time I get to step on set with him, uh, because we have so much fun together, and uh, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yes.
0: And I also want to talk about the Giving Station LA. Uh-huh. How did that come about? And t- tell the listeners how they can, you know, contribute or oh, you know, yes.
1: yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, Well, it started during the pandemic. My Mm -hmm. best friend, Catherine Middleton and I were doing, making bag lunches for the Hollywood coalition every week and dropping them off. And we were, it was kind of a cool thing that was growing. Like we'd get to the front lawn of this woman's house and there's thousands of beautiful lunch bags set up. And then we would deliver them over to the Hollywood coalition salvation army over there in Hollywood Boulevard. And it was just lunches uh, for the homeless. And they knew on Sundays that food was coming in and at least they were getting at least one meal. Yep. And so we kept doing that and that was wonderful and we loved it. But one day we kind of looked at each other and said, this is great, but I kind of want something for us like that we have created, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know, again, I feel in my life, things always happen when they're supposed to at the right time. And I'm not searching or chasing or running for it. And I, we just kind of sat Looked at each other and talked, and it just came up with the hygiene kits. Yeah, and what we realized is, let me tell you, we're one of the only organizations that do it. Yeah, and do it the way we do it because these are full-size, beautiful hygiene kits, and they are. Oh my goodness, we are working with Sila. We are working with Healthcare in Action, and they and these these groups are on the ground. So sure. I give them lots of credit and kudos because they know our homeless by name. They track them. They get them help. They get them service, meds, medical attention, jobs, uh, food stamps, anything they can do to help these people because they want to get them out of their situation. Yes. Right. So we're doing that as well as um, backpacks for middle school kids, Mm -hmm. uh, which are full blown everything they need. We went to principals and we found out exactly what middle schoolers need. Mm -hmm. And we also put a hygiene kit in there for youth. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been going to title one schools that are the schools that don't get any funding that are really, you know, it's where the teachers are shelling out their own money sometimes, or the kids just go without. So we've done several drop-offs with these backpacks that are just we also have inspirational notes written mm-hmm. by other middle schoolers from other schools. And we're just trying to, our goal right now is a thousand backpacks by August. So we're about to launch a GoFundMe. And you can also go to our uh, website. Um, it's just her and I. Mm-hmm. And, 100, and and one hundred. we do have a nice board of directors that also comes in to help. But 100%, guys, we take not a penny. We are doing this for free. We do not take a salary and that is just how we roll. We want 100% going to goods and because of inflation and because of shipping, things have really gone up. So we're like, oh my gosh. Um, So we're doing, you know, we're doing the best we can. We're getting a lot of beautiful donations. Alec Baldwin and and Hilaria sent money, which was so lovely from their foundation. Uh, Patrick St. Esprit, who I just worked with on SWAT, sent a beautiful, generous donation um, to us. So it's just happening that way. Friends, family, and and if you feel like you want to donate, any amount is is so appreciated. Uh, it all goes to the kids and to the adult uh, hygiene kits for the men and women on the streets in Los Angeles. And our goal is have a giving station in every city yes the giving, you know giving station austin giving station wherever um so we're just you know one step at a time but um it's the giving station so all so yeah thank you for, yes like of
0: course that. yeah i uh, i am a huge fan of, of everything that you're doing so thank so you. that's just wonderful so as we're getting to that 30 minute mark is there any oh. projects that i didn't bring up that you wanted to talk about or anything on the horizon that I missed. Um, I just, you know, you're so fascinating and interesting (laughs) and, uh, you know, you've been in the business, so I appreciate your wisdom.
1: wisdom. Well, when are we working together? A, B, um, I, I, uh, you know, my sister, it's a story. um, I was an only child and my sister found me 10 years ago. What? Uh, Yeah, my parents uh, got pregnant in college and had to give it up. So my Mm -hmm. mother went into Catholic Charities and, um, you know, basically had the baby there in 1968. That's what you did. And the baby Mm -hmm. was immediately whisked away Mm -hmm. and it was kept a secret. And so when my father died, Catholic Charities sent a letter to my sister telling her who her father was. And that's when her search started because she really couldn't get any information. So uh, yeah, so that's been an incredible journey for me as a human, as well yeah. as a storyteller. And yeah. I'm trying, I've done, a, I did a one woman show at the Hollywood fringe, but I would love to move that into something else because just the way it happened and how it happened, it was so divinely guided wow. by God and whatever you believe in. It was, I'm so lucky uh, that I have a big sister Um, yes and uh it uh it has changed my life and my trajectory forever and i uh i know there's a lot of stories out there like that so it's just something it's always percolating yeah Um, i hope i can figure out a way to make it into some kind of a story absolutely Um, but if not it's just a fun story to tell and yeah um, and so yeah uh that is, that, and she's coming out soon. So it's like we're twins. We are so much alike. Uh, yeah,
0: because she's your full sibling,
1: right? Like both parents? Full, wow. Yeah, full sibling. And we're only 15 months apart. So oh my gosh. yeah, so it's amazing. She's, we're both left-handed. We're both, we laugh the same. We walk the same. So it's that nature versus nurture. Um, incredible. Uh, I always say she's a doctor and I play one on TV. Some there you thing. go. There you go.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm like kind of like putting my chin back up to my jaw because my, <sighs> uh, that is just like a, a really, my heart feels heavy and warm at the same time. Like, uh, wow. That's all I can say is wow. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's an incredible thing to go through. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. That is a, a beautiful story to
0: to be told because like you said, it is not, um, it's, It is your story, but there's other stories like it. So it's a relatable story to many people. Um, And, and I I really do hope you get a chance to tell that story Um, because wow. So what (laughs) words of inspiration would you give to the actor that's either newly starting out or been in the business a while and is coming up against that place where they just don't know what to do next? What are your words of encouragement to your fellow actor?
1: Well, uh, there's a, For me, if I ever came to those moments where, gosh, what am I doing? And they have come up. Let's be honest. It's not always um, puppy dogs and kittens or, you know, know, kind of thing. I always go into gratitude and I go into service. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always tell people, look, you're an actor. You've got a great voice. You can read, go read for kids, mm-hmm. go volunteer, go do something that can get you out of yourself. It can become a very narcissistic business. Mm-hmm. It's all so much about, oh, your headshots, how you look. Re-. It's like, no, 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 let's, let's, it's all good to have that taken care of. Take care of business. Absolutely. I also say, get on the stage. Yes. Get on the stage. I know we're getting back into it. Get on that stage, guys. Do a play, do something, but also Live your life. Please don't only do acting, do something that, that fills your well, Mm -hmm. that makes you sing, that makes your heart sing, whether that be playing an instrument, hang gliding. I don't know. Whatever it is that makes you become a person, a fully developed person, because the characters you play, they're fully developed people, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's experiencing life. Um, getting out in the community. Like I said, volunteering is one of the best ways to get out into your community and meet other people. And, um, it, you know, it's, it just makes this job yeah. that sometimes can be really, it can be a lot. It, it's like, wow. Okay. I'm, I actually changed someone's life today. And it's yeah. not like, it's not pat myself on the back. It's look what you can do mm-hmm. you, got out, you got out of bed you showed up and you just you know gave a couple words of encouragement to someone or I just truly believe that but it's you know it's take it's a journey guys and if you're just starting just keep going you know yeah. keep going don't give up you yeah, know? yeah. Oh. It's, I know it's easy to say and it, it feel the feelings you know don't push away. There's ups and downs in this business, but that's okay. It is a marathon, you know, Amber. It's mm-hmm. not a sprint. Mm-hmm. We are in it for the long haul. If you're an actor, I'm going to die either in a dressing room or on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have to decide what you want, you know. If you want to be a famous, it's a different journey. I'm on yeah. a different journey. I, yeah. I want to I I like to be a working actor and and work my craft and that's most important to me.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, I love that. And those are beautiful words to close on. Thank you so much for being available and sharing your wisdom and sharing your story because it is so inspiring to hear somebody that's been
1: in the business
0: and has worked with so many tremendous people on so many tremendous shows. And so
1: just thank you so much uh, for your time. My pleasure, honey. Thank you. You're doing this. This podcast is awesome. So congratulations to you for doing it. You did it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
0: it's it's a lot of fun, and it's um, and it's very
1: good at it. By the way,
0: well, thank you. I really, you know, it's like I've always said that acting was going to be the vehicle to take me to wherever it is that I'm supposed to be going. And I feel like this is kind of taking me on a different trajectory and I still love acting and I absolutely want to maintain acting the rest of my life. But this is also a very fun little caveat, you know, a little pivot in what I'm doing. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Keep going. Thank you. Uh And I close every episode by saying if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you go create Uh some miracles and always believe that you can Kristen Carrie. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day.
1: You too, Amber. Bye.
0: Bye, love. Bye.
1: Bye, love.